Thomas Edison attempted over 10,000 unsuccessful experiments at creating the light bulb. When a journalist asked him about these failures, Edison assured that journalist that he had not failed. He had merely proven 10,000 ways that it would not work. He did not let the past cause him to quit. And the rest, as they say, is history. We'll talk about where we've been, what we've been doing, setting some prepping goals and some upcoming changes to Practical Prepping Podcast, and some goals that we have set personally and for the podcast when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. It's good to be back with you and it's good to have Krista here with me today. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we have taken some time away. Some of that was because of the flu. Yes, we actually got the flu for Christmas. Yes. Uh, Just before Christmas, Mark got ill, and then I became ill. It turns out he had flu strain A. I had flu strain B. We don't know how that can happen. All we do know is I didn't give it to her. And I didn't give you B. So Maybe there's some splaining (laughs) needs to happen there. We we, we don't know. Well, anyway, so we did get some proper treatment very swiftly, and that helped a great deal. I will say Tamiflu is wonderful. Wonder, wonderful. Yes. And then we delayed our traveling because of our illness. We wanted to make sure that we were well and healthy before we visited grandchildren. And then we delayed it again because of snow in North Alabama. I know. We had something quite rare. Not only did we have snowfall, which right there is rare. We had snowfall that did not melt after 10 minutes. Also rare. Not only it stayed overnight and and lasted through to the next day. And we had record low temperatures up in our area at five degrees actual temperature. That is quite unusual. And we took some time to do some planning. Some of this was done before we left. Some of it was done before Christmas. Some of it was done on our trip, especially while we were driving. Yes, we try to use every you know available moment mm-hmm. we can. And we were in a section where, honestly, we couldn't get podcasts to come through. We were <laughs> going through the mountains. And we we do enjoy uh, a few podcasts on our trip. And usually it is Gunsmoke or Dragnet or something out of the 50s, old radio programs. Yeah, and vintage we, radio. We do yeah. enjoy those. And it just helps pass the time. So not being able to get those, we spent all of our driving time, it seems like, planning and discussing. And out of those discussions have come some good things. Yes. One change is the addition of a current events segment. We want to talk about some things that might be a news event, you know, things that are going on in the world, shortages of which we become aware. It could be anything that we find of interest that we feel would be important to share. And these are things that are not necessarily long enough for a quick tips and certainly not long enough for a full episode. Mm -hmm. For example, I was reading after the blizzard up in the Northeast and I heard of a man who wound up, he had a gas heating unit, 
and he did not lose electricity. But what happened was is that the snow covered the heating unit, therefore blocking the exhaust and causing him to die from carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, that was a shocking story. So right here in this segment, we're going to put a warning that if you have any type of flame-based heat, that's whether you have space heaters, whether you have a fireplace, whether you have a wood-burning stove, a coal stove, whether you have... Uh, even like our uh, big buddy, Mr. Heater. And like this fellow here, he actually had an external unit outside mm-hmm. of the house. So everything was running as normal, mm-hmm. but the snow blocked the exhaust. So what we say is if you have any type of flame-based heat, have a carbon monoxide detector. Yes, and you know if you're getting record snowfall, Take the initiative to go outside if your unit is, you know, outside like this poor victim's was. And make sure that the snow is not blocking, you know, Mm -hmm. shovel it away. Mm -hmm. Take some steps. It's not just going to automatically melt off of your external heater as it did not in this case. And so lesson learned on something like that. So do that. Another thing, I want to make some comments, and this is in the political realm But I want to make some comments on the speaker chaos that we saw through 15 votes. Yes, we're talking about the House of Representatives in the U.S. And the Speaker of the House. And that has to be determined first before any other business can take place. Exactly. And I have read all kinds of comments off of both sides of the aisle. People are talking about oh, they're ruining democracy, oh, they're, you know, yeah, this is, all yeah. of these kinds of things that are bad because of the debate going over and 15 votes. And first and foremost, this is not unprecedented. No, it's not. This has happened before. Now, it has been 100 years, but it has happened. Mm-hmm. And it is the way it was designed by our founding fathers. Yes, because the United States government is not actually labeled as a democracy. Mm-mm. We have a democratic form of government, but our government is a republic. Exactly. And as a republic, we the people are the ones that get to determine how the government is supposed to work. So I think what we're seeing here is... What's happening, although it's frustrating to not have a speaker, you know, after one vote, as usually is the case, this is the process that is democratically designed to work. So it's working. Exactly. And it's very good to have debate and negotiation. Yes, you want that in a republic. That represents freedom and liberty. Exactly. Not the absence of it. So what happened is there were groups of people that were not for the proposed speaker. They wanted certain concessions and they wanted certain things written in. And over a period of four days, there was a lot of negotiating back and forth. There was concession on both sides. And they passed a vote on the 15th vote. Now, it was about 10 o'clock at night. And that's the way it's designed to do. If you go back and you look at the history of this country and you look at some of the things that were done in the early Congress, 
they would applaud this. Oh, yes. They practice this. Everybody would get a pat on the back and mm-hmm. saying, well done, fellas, ladies. You're doing exactly as the Constitution and the provisions of congressional discourse dictate that this happens. So let's put to rest the talk of democracy killing behaviors, because no, that is not the facts. The facts are Yes, it's delaying the House of Representatives getting started on their business. But at the end of the day, wouldn't you rather your republic work the way a republic works instead of insisting on a republic acting more like a monarchy or a dictatorship, Mm -hmm. which is what it sounds like some people are more or less asking for? Right. Believe me, we don't want that. We don't want that. So we wanted to just point that out, that it's really a good thing the way it happened and the way it was designed. Yeah, chaos isn't even really the correct word. No. It's business as usual done in a more unconventional type of way as far as we understand it, but again, not unprecedented. And it's a lot of the way that bills get passed, and that's what the House whip is to do, is to get the votes for a bill. Well, a lot of times there has to be negotiation. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't vote for this bill if it contains this. Yeah, and if we look at it in the light of a bill presentation, what they're doing now, it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. It, they're just carrying it on just as they would any other type of bill or form of legislation. Exactly. But it's a new year. It's a 2023, the year of you and me. Yep. You said the other day, I can't believe it's 20. uh, No, you said, I can't believe it was January. Yeah. (laughs) You said you couldn't believe it was January. That's right. And I said, I can't believe it's 2023. It feels like it ought to be about 1989. Right. Yeah. When you're our our generation and some of those that are a little bit older than us, we're still kind of flabbergasted at the year 2000. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you know, remember all that Y2K talk? Oh, yeah. Um, And here we are 23 years down the road, 23 years later. But now a new year is a good time to turn the calendar page. And yep. We turn it on a new year, mm-hmm. or at least when we use paper calendars. And, you know, I'll tell you what, paper calendars are coming back. They are. That's and a popular gift. We were given a beautiful, beautiful calendar for Christmas of ours that her mother painted every one of the photographs. They're not photographs, but she painted every bit of the artwork that's in that calendar. And they're all inscribed with beautiful Bible verses and gorgeous landscape and wildlife painting and art. Mm -hmm. It's a treasure. And this lady uses the proceeds of this calendar to support a mission in the Ukraine. And they've been doing this now the 16th year. That's fantastic. God bless them. Yes. Now, it's a good time to turn the page on the past, too. That's right. You know, 2022 is done and over with. Whatever got accomplished, got accomplished. Whatever didn't, didn't. It's just in the past now. It's in the past, and we all carry baggage Mm -hmm. because we've all made mistakes. We've all done stupid stuff, and I say it that way, stupid stuff, because (laughs) that's what a lot of it is. And we've all had failures, maybe not the way Thomas Edison would describe it, because evidently, as a teacher, I was trained to say, we either get it right or we learn. Mm -hmm. You know, everything to avoid the word fail, but, you know, failure 
is not always necessarily a bad thing. I've had a lot of experiments that turned out exactly the way most of Thomas Edison's did. Mm -hmm. They didn't work. Not successful. They were not successful. But but you have to hand it to his tenacity to keep going. Tenacity is the exact right right Right. word for that. Now, with some of this baggage and failures, we've also all had disappointments. Mm -hmm. And if we're not careful... Sometimes we'll let that past hold us back. Yeah. You know, a lot of folks are at the part in their life where they say, you know, I've tried that and I've tried that and I've tried and tried and tried and I failed and failed and failed. So I'm just going to stop trying. So that to me is authentic failure. Mm -hmm. Failure, true failure is never getting back up and trying again. And there are some times that whatever your goal or your accomplishment you're seeking to make is, there's a time to give up on that. For example, let me say, if I came up with this really stupid idea that I'm going to climb Mount Everest, okay, I might get started. I won't get finished. (laughs) And there's probably no need to keep going. I'm afraid that might finish you. (laughs) Right. We have to look at realism in in that. But, you know, we don't attempt our greatest oftentimes because of our past failures. So we want to kind of dive deep into that topic on this Mm -hmm. podcast. Now, before we get into that, let's just mention our sponsors for today. Yes, Pro One Gravity Water Filters, a tremendous asset to have at home for fresh, clean drinking water that's a non-electric filter. It filters out bacteria and microbes. We use one. We love it. We gave it as gifts. Uh, It's wonderful. And Clean Start. Clean Start is an antiseptic and hand sanitizer concentrate. And that is a prepper's dream when it comes to storage. One three-and-a-half-ounce bottle makes a gallon of hand sanitizer or antiseptic. And it continues to kill germs two hours after application. I think they've updated that with their um, research now of up to three hours. Hey, now. And that's really awesome. I've actually got a bottle of it in my hand right here. Hey, now. And we go through a lot of that. We've used it a lot, and... It's just a good thing to have and carry. Okay. Now, the ProLine Design Group, this is our web hosting group. They also design apps, and they can provide digital leads, particularly for people that are self-employed. It's a wonderful asset. Yeah, and let me tell you a little bit about their customer service. You know, I said this, I posted this, and I screwed up the website. (laughs) Do not work on your website when you've got flu fever. No, don't. Don't do that. And um, (laughs) so they really helped me get that back in. And what I had done, got them on the phone, and they walked me through and said, hey, let me just fix this real quick for you. That's ProLine. That's why Pro is the first three letters of their name. Now, also sponsored by our book, Practical Prepping for Everyday People. Available on Amazon. Or wherever books are sold. Mm -hmm. And base handgun training system. If you've never had formal handgun training, this is something good that you need to look at. If you're going to own a handgun, you're going to carry a handgun. Even I, as a law enforcement officer, have been trained for many, many years in the use of a handgun defensively. 
uh, all types of things. And I've learned some things through this program. So it's a very, very good program to go through. Also, if you would like to support our podcast, we are certainly welcome for you to do that. There's a couple of great ways. Number one, on our website, if you'll scroll onto that, you'll find the Amazon banner for the Amazon shopping. We are an Amazon affiliate. We do earn a small commission for the purchases that you make on your regular Amazon shopping. It costs you nothing extra and it helps us out. And so we do encourage you to start your Amazon shopping from our website banner. And, of course, you know how we like coffee, so you can buy us a coffee. We love our coffee. We love our coffee. And which, by the way, our coffee tastes better now that we run the water through the Pro One Gravity Water Filter. It does taste better. Yes. Buy Me a Coffee, of course, is a financial revenue type of donation that you can do under that name. We're not actually drinking coffee, but it's just a fun way to say buy me a a cup of coffee. Well, it does buy us coffee. Well, you I mean, know, we it do actually use does. that money. I mean, <laughs> that, that's high priority in our budget. Mm-hmm. Now, next week we'll have a new sponsor coming on, and I am very excited about this. Uh, they provide a service that Krista and I have been talking about purchasing, and we're going to purchase it with our own funds as well as them coming on as a new sponsor. And so we'll let you know that about a week from today. Now, let's talk about New Year's, the difference between a resolution versus a goal. Okay, a goal is some sort of target that you're trying to reach. And a resolution is a decision that you want to make some sort of a positive change in your life regarding some area, Mm -hmm. tangible or intangible. And let's throw one other thing in here, and that is a project to which we're going to talk much more about in a little bit. But a project is something to be completed. Project, you don't have to put a time date. You don't have to lay out a lot of the things for it. Now, some you do. But a goal is something to be reached, and the other is something to be completed. And a resolution is a decision that I want to do this, usually resolving to change a behavior, Mm -hmm. losing weight, get into the gym, quit smoking, quit drinking, quit beating your husband, you know, things like that. that (laughs) Quit cussing. You know, sometimes, a lot of times what it is, people look over their lives and they try to find all the the vices, in other words. But I think a resolution could also be a flip on the other side of a continuance of being kind, being honest, trying not to hurt people. And that's where you have to go back to being honest. Some people can be too honest. Mm-hmm. And they don't have that filter of, you know, are you being honest because you're trying to hurt somebody? Like, does this dress make me look fat? Yeah, you know, just, you know, it could also just be a resolve to enforce the good behaviors that you already recognize in yourself. So, you know, resolutions aren't always some kind of a drag that you've got to kind of survive and get through. Sometimes it's just a continuation of something that's already good. Well, a lot of times people make a resolution to eat healthier, and they do for two or three weeks. You know, we researched that. And mm-hmm. They're talking about they actually uh, surveyed grocery store clerks, and these are great people to ask because they're seeing what we are buying, and they're noticing the trends of those first two or three weeks in January. 
selling nothing but kale and cottage cheese. (laughs) I mean, that seems to be the thing. And then after about three weeks, not so much kale and cottage cheese. We're starting to see the box of donuts, a frozen pizza, a couple cartons ice cream. Why? Because after about three weeks, some people just have decided they just don't have it in them to keep on. The resolution is just not there. And part of that is because of the lack of commitment. But they, they rarely last very long. Yeah. And they're often not well thought out. Sometimes people start a good resolution at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Like if you're already still on holiday vacation, you haven't even returned home, that may not be the time to start making cataclysmic changes in your life. You know, get to a spot where you know you can start on the right foot and time this. And, and if you have to handwrite this out, maybe you need to handwrite what your commitment level needs to be on a monthly or weekly or even daily basis. You mentioned that the timing, uh, we just, to be honest, because of some blood sugar issues, I've got to change my eating and I have, and I have decreased my blood sugar significantly, but our healthy eating decision did not start until January the 3rd. Because we were out of town, right, and right. we were with the grandson, and we planned to eat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were in moderation, but we timed it not for New Year's Eve, but for January the 3rd. Rarely are these resolutions planned out. You know, usually there just might be a, a half-hearted effort at a wish or a dream or just a mere hope of trying to make a change, but that's not enough on the planning side. Mm -hmm. Just hoping so and wanting so doesn't make it so. Ooh, I like that. I think I'm just going to put that on a t-shirt. You know, our brains have been programmed to expect lightning fast results, and that is so unrealistic. If it took several years to become unhealthy, becoming healthy will take more than a month. And that's the same with any other type of resolution. Maybe like, maybe you want to learn a new musical instrument or learn a language or break a bad habit. If you're not seeing, you know, lightning fast 100% results in two days, you're being unrealistic about your goal accomplishment. Because if you're starting something new, brand new, just because you're not a master at it in 48 hours doesn't mean you have failed. It means that you're way off on your timetable about what the results need to be. I'll give you, for instance, very quickly. I love guitar music, and I have learned how to mash down a few chords on a guitar. I am in no way a guitarist. And I know, being a musician on another instrument, that if I were to ever become what I call proficient at guitar, I'd have to give it at least four years. At least four years. And of, that's at about an hour a day. And that's just be, and I'm already musically knowledgeable, but I don't know that instrument mm-hmm. as well. And I could not even consider myself even close to being proficient until I had really been at it for a while. So I'm just even saying if you're setting a resolution to learn something new that's going to take a while, then be realistic about how long that's going to take. Mm -hmm. And don't feel like that's a failure because that's just part of the process. Yeah, and in that process, you're going to have to set up a commitment to practice. Yes. You you would have to have that practice. Mm -hmm. And they say that it takes 21 days minimum to instill a new habit. So you're having to force yourself for that 21 days before it becomes a habit 
of practice. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, sometimes, and we've talked about this here, and sometimes we blow it. Well, yeah, I mean. Sometimes we don't keep our commitment and go back to the eating healthy for three weeks. You might have a cheat day or a fail day. Now, (laughs) how do do we deal with having set a goal or having set a resolution and we find ourselves – two or three or four weeks down the road, and we're not doing it. Well, you know, you and I heard an interesting philosophy not too long ago called the Monday Reset. Now, this is a great way to think about giving yourself just enough grace to get back on track, I think is what it is. And instead of saying, oh, I blew it, I've I've pitched my goal out the window, I'm not going to make it, I have failed at it. Okay, let's say you ate healthy from Monday through Friday, but Saturday and Sunday, you know, maybe you were out of town, you were at a wedding, you were at a family reunion, or you just felt like having three slices of pizza or whatever. And come Monday, you just, you know, feel like an abject failure. Well, maybe you need to develop a new mindset and call Monday Reset every Monday. Just give yourself every Monday say, you know what? Today is Monday. I'm going to reset. Even if you did accomplish it that week. Absolutely. It do it, it, Even if all of your goal for that week was accomplished, your Monday reset then can be, how are you going to up the game? What's mm-hmm. the new challenge? And I really like that because I think we ought to give ourselves just enough grace to stay on track, not too much grace to fall off the track. But to understand that you can have some do-overs, you can have some redos, you can have some start fresh. And I learned that as an educator. As an educator, as teachers in a classroom, we were taught and trained that every new day of class learning is a fresh, brand new day. Right. What happened yesterday is gone. It's gone. Today's a new day. And so that we had what we call a daily reset. Uh, the the disciplines of students yesterday are not the disciplines of that student today. And so Monday Reset, maybe this can help you, our listener, to think, you know, that might work for me. If I just make a little appointment with myself every Monday, evaluate what has been, how I did, what worked, what didn't work, and that's your Monday reset. I'm going to try that. And I challenge you, maybe adopt this new philosophy as well. Now, that leads us to something that I did in business for years. And that is that for years, I would take the week between Christmas and New Year's off for review and planning. Okay. Now, sometimes we would take the team and we would go off somewhere. Okay. And spend a few days away, which you and I have done. And go we we like to go get a cabin in the mountain and that's where we work on our goals and our planning for the coming year and what i would do and to continue sometimes i would go to my office and do it because i had the things there but i wouldn't answer the phone the voicemail said we're closed this week yada yada Mm -hmm. now one of the things that we did is we went through a list of questions What goals did we reach this year? Let's start with the good. What goals did we reach? How did we reach those and why? What goals did we miss? Why did we miss those? And then we would say, what goals do I or we need to set for the coming year, for this year? And what will it take to reach those goals? That's a lot of times what we don't do with like New Year's resolutions. We don't look at, okay, 
I need an action plan for what it will take to reach that goal. Now, sometimes our goals would involve delegating responsibilities. It might be delegating it to an employee, which is the easiest one to delegate it to. Sometimes you delegate things to family members. And Krista and I do this with the podcast. I'll handle this. You handle that. Mm -hmm. I'll write this. You write that. And sometimes we can just flat outsource the project, the, the action plan, what needs to be done. We're going to, we're researching right now to put a new roof on our house. I'm not putting a roof on a house. Not anymore. No. Been there, done that. Yes, I know how to do it. But that is going to get outsourced for several reasons. But one is Krista doesn't want me on top of the house, and I really don't care to be up there anymore. So we agree on that goal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about setting goals. A goal, something to be envisioned, planned, and committed to on a deadline. And I think the word deadline makes it a goal. Very much so. Now, we need to identify the potential goal. I say here is you don't, you know, if you write something down, you don't necessarily have to do it. A potential goal could be climbing Mount Everest. And then once I've got all these other goals and stuff in here, I go back and is that really a potential goal? No, not in my case. But whatever goal I set, I, I identify that potential goal and then I make a plan. And you helped me understand that better because when we were talking on the drive back from North Carolina, I made the comment, I want to be in a healthier lifestyle. And because we were talking about resolutions and he said, well, what's your resolution? What's your goal? And I said, well, I just told you I want to be healthier. He said, no, that's a desire. That is something you want. Mm -hmm. But that tells me nothing about how you're going to get there. Yeah. If I say I want to lose weight this year, yeah, right. once I've lost one pound, I have accomplished that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But was that my actual intent? And so that helped no. me identify the difference between a desire and a goal. Yeah. And you set that action plan and you date it. By when am I going to have done this? I see. And it must be dated because a goal without a completion date is just a wish. That's true. It's just a dream and a hope. Yep. It's just a dream. But it must be written down. It must have an action plan. And the progress must be tracked. Now, sometimes my progress is tracked simply by marking through that item on my goal. Mm -hmm. I know, let's say I've got five items that are going to be required on my action plan checking them off or marking them off tracks that progress. I have done that. and I've got these four things left to do. Gotcha. You know, and so we were thinking about for our practical prepping listener friends that we may have some listeners that need to think about setting some prepper goals. Mm -hmm. I mean, that makes sense. That's what kind of what we're here for and why we're podcasting. Yeah. And one of the goals that you might need to set is to get started. Yeah, we actually do have some first-time listeners, or we have very often some listeners who have a spouse or a significant other, a family member, a friend, who was just not on board, and they haven't gotten started prepping, but maybe they're more warm to the idea now. Mm -hmm. There's been so much happen globally that has turned more people toward preparedness than at any other time in their lives. 
So let's hop on board. It's not just a fad. This is a very important lifestyle choice. Yeah, and we do have a number of articles and episodes on getting started. We have one on how to get family that are resistant involved. And we received an awesome email the other day in reference to the podcast. And this lady had adult children, and they had a prepper Christmas. Yeah. All of their gifts were some type of prepper item. And it was, she said that they just loved it. And so we'll talk more about that a little bit later on. But you might need to set a goal of getting started prepping. But the important thing is to start. Yeah, absolutely. And you start by doing a threat assessment and prep for your greatest threats. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are a number of episodes on that. If you can go back through our uh, podcast titles, you'll find a lot of getting started information. In fact, back in 2021, And early part of 2022, we did a Getting Started series. Mm -hmm. We did several weeks worth of Getting Started because there was so much interest coming to us in emails about what's my first step? What do I need to do? And we learned that one of the most important things is that there's no one size fits all when it comes to prepping. Exactly. You know, someone living in an urban city in, say, France is going to prep differently than someone living in Omaha, Nebraska on a cow farm. Mm -hmm. You know, and so everyone's got a different environment that they're prepping and living in. And you've just got to identify what works for you and your lifestyle. Yeah, there's a lot of difference in prepping in Montana and South Florida. Oh, yeah. They're they're just totally different things, and it's what fits you. Now, a goal that you might need to set or want to set is to develop a sustainable water plan. And if you've listened to me long enough, you'll know that that's my number one, number one, number one, number one prep item is water and how to access it, how to filter it, how to keep it, how to store it, because without water, none of your other preps are going to make any difference. Not after about three days uh-uh. anyway. And here, here's part of the problem. You need a gallon per person per day minimum for, for which you're storing. Mm-hmm. And that comes for you and me, that's 60 gallons or more per month and what you at just, a minimum. What you just stated is basically the drinking water requirement. Essentially, well, it doesn't even cooking. Uh, one gallon of water for me per day will not cover my cooking, my hygiene. That will cover most of my drinking water, but the rest of it, I'm going to need more water mm-hmm. or I'll need a way to filter more water. And yes, she does drink a lot of water. I love it. But when we talk about storing water, we're talking about something that takes up a lot of space. It does. It's heavy and it's something you cannot compress. Although there might be something to looking at this dehydrated water stuff where you add a gallon of water to the can and get a gallon of water. Here we go with the powdered water. Believe me, if such a thing existed, we'd have it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) But you might want to look at your water storage. You might need to get started on water storage. You might need to purchase some personal water filters. You might need to learn to source water or find a source of water in your community and have a way to filter that. And that's one of the things we like so much about our Pro One Gravity water filter is that we can go down to the river or over to the creek and we can bring back five gallons of water 
and we can pour it through that filter and have fresh, clean drinking water. And believe me, that's peace of mind right there. And we do have some episodes on water purification skills, and I think we've addressed that some in our book, Practical Prepping for Everyday People. You know, you also mentioned about skills. Perhaps something on a resolution list for you as a prepper would be learning or improving or advancing the skill set that you possess. Some of you out there are absolute geniuses at starting a fire, but you may not know how to build a shelter, you know, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So there may be certain skills that are be very important for you to learn. Some of you have a generator, but you've never uh, bothered to figure out how to connect it. You don't want to wait until a panic-stricken emergency to try to figure that out. So, And that's not so much a skill as it is a necessary... Still a skill. Well, it's a skill to understand how things work. But you might also set that goal to practice rarely used skills. Yes. Maybe medical, tourniquet, you know, that comes to mind. How to stop large wounds from bleeding. Mm-hmm. and There just may be a whole range of skills. And that can even up to and include things like uh, both men and women knit. You know, knitting is not necessarily a gender-based practice. Many men knit. And maybe being able to knit or crochet or provide clothing out of yarn, I I would love to know how to do that. And I do not Mm -hmm. know how to do that. And it could be on my goal list at some point is to learn how to knit because I think that's a very important skill. But I do know how to sew. And that's ahead of the game of some. Some people have never put thread through a needle and have never pushed that needle through cloth. I have done that, hand sewing, and I have a machine. So I do have that particular skill level but if all the electricity is off that machine over there is not going to do me any good at all no but pushing it through the cloth with a thimble will yeah that's true you can do that yeah now another goal that you might need to set is to reach a certain level of preparedness you're talking about how much storage in terms of time like days worth weeks worth to some degree uh, and we did this when after we married and we were rebuilding our prepper items and that is to get this many weeks we get to that point and we might decide to go for this many months or you might decide to get a year of food stored and provisions for water Mm -hmm. and so those are just levels of preparedness and decide what's comfortable for you and most of us are not where we would like to be And so what's that goal? What do we want to set? Do we want to set for three weeks, for three months? What? It's a great goal to set with that level of preparedness. You also might want to make a goal of acquiring certain gear. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've talked about the water filtration through Pro One. It is not as expensive as some other water filters. It's certainly not cheap by any stretch, but I think for what it provides, it's a great value. Oh, it's a great value, but it's not the only way to filter water. True. It's much more convenient than a personal water filter, but if you don't have any type of water filtration, a personal water filter is a great place to start, and that's something to acquire. You may also want to think about building a car bag or a get-home bag or an EDC, well, everyday carry bag, a bug-out bag. Those types of things where if you needed to put your hands on something quick, fast, and in a hurry, everything you're going to need in your car bag is in this bag. Everything you're going to need for everyday carry is in this bag, and so on. 
And it can go further than that as far as acquiring certain gear. A goal that we have for down the road, this is on our someday maybe list, and it's not one that we're working on right now, and that is to put in a professionally built storm shelter, safe room, a place that we and the boys, the cats, can go when we have tornado warnings and it's heading our direction. Mm -hmm. That's just something that we can't do right now. We've got other things that we must do right now, and we have that on the back burner. But that's a goal of a gear, if you can call it that, that we can acquire. Now, some folks need to set some prepper goals, but also some folks need to set some life goals. Okay, We've talked a little bit about this with what we're doing And it could be health goals, and that's where we have set several goals with benchmarks, with time measurements and things that we're doing there. And it actually involves eating and exercise. We've even purchased some exercise equipment that's going to help both of us, To add to what we had, and this is going to be here at the house where we don't have to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So that's something that so we have no excuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no and, excuse. And, and it's big for us <laughs> for this year. Some folks will set some financial goals. It might be to make a certain income or to save a certain amount or to get out of debt. And your goal might be just to pay off all the bills on time. That's a great goal. Yeah. That's terrific. There there were times when we had to decide, are we paying this one or that one? Mm -hmm. And that one gets paid and this one waits till next week. And so we were living literally paycheck to paycheck. But uh, we got to a point where we could actually pay the bills when they were due. And it's a great goal to have. You also might think about personal growth areas in your own life that you might set a goal for. Maybe you're an introverted person and you really want to be a little more social or something like that. I mean, I'm just pulling some of these Mm -hmm. just out of the air. but Or uh, one that we were talking about yesterday was learning to speak in front of people. We were talking about public speaking, and that might be just five people. And we were talking about Dale Carnegie courses, and we were talking about Toastmasters, which your dad was in, he went through Toastmasters. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that he became a public speaker to very large audiences, but I know he did a lot of public speaking and was very good at it. Yes. And also something like expanding your skill set, maybe not just prepper motivated skills, but just other types of skills, interpersonal skills, social skills, culinary skills, maybe, maybe, Learning how to be a better cook would be great for you and your family. That would be a great goal. Maybe learning a new word a day. They've actually got those little daily calendars that have a new word. You can learn the definition and maybe incorporate your into your vocabulary because we all need to speak gooder. You know, (laughs) we really do. I personally, right now, I'm using an app on my phone. I am reintroducing myself to Spanish. Mm -hmm. I actually taught Spanish several years ago, but it's true. If you don't use it, you lose it. And I've had to reintroduce myself, and I'm actually finding that I remembered more than I thought that I had forgotten. And that's a goal of mine is to become, I'd love to become fluent. I think being bilingual or trilingual or multilingual, I think, is a wonderful skill set in this world today because we live as a global people. We're not just relegated to our little communities much anymore. We 
we need to communicate as best we can. And so that's a goal of mine. And one of mine there is to actually learn to type without having to look at the keyboard. Oh, okay. Now, I can type about 20 words a minute. I have to be able to see the keyboard, mm-hmm. and I can get gussed up to about 35. <laughs> okay. But my goal <laughs> is to be able to sit down and not have to look at the keyboard and be able to type. Yeah, that reminds mm-hmm. me of typing class back when we were in high mm-hmm. school, that that became a, a goal in our class was to type, well, uh, you know, they call it blind typing, but to do it like you said, to be able to look at the page and type without looking at your fingers. You exactly. Know. And I took one day of typing class under Miss Johnson, oh, if you remember her. I remember Miss Johnson. And uh, I transferred out after the first day. Oh. And it was because a class became available that I needed. And I sure am glad it worked out that way because when I sat down in that class, you were sitting to my left. And that's where I actually was introduced or introduced myself to you. I knew who you were. I'd seen you your face first day of school. And uh, you and your sister <laughs> did the concert that first day of school. And I noticed yeah. you that day. But I got to meet you uh, by transferring into that other class and out of the typing class. And because of that, and I think it's a good tra- trade off, is that I don't know how to type. But I'm married to you. Good trade-off. <laughs> well, let's get back to our topic. That's awfully sweet. Also, a goal might be it, for you, listener, you might want to take a course or a college class. You know, that's one of the benefits of the Internet. You can take a single class online mm-hmm. for credit. You can take it for credit or you can audit it for less money. And actually, there are some colleges that offer some free courses online. Right. They may or may not involve credit right. in terms of collegiate credit, but it might just be for your betterment, for your increased learning. Well, so that, look into that. That depends on your goal. Is it to learn or is it to get a degree? So yeah. something to look at. And that makes me think about a lot of times degree is sought in order to have a job. And mm-hmm. so maybe we need to set some business goals or some employment or work goals. Yeah. And this partially depends on your position in the business. Now, when I was in business, and when you were in business, we were in totally different businesses, not married to each other at that point in time. But we had to set business goals for our respective businesses. Right. Now, your goal, you may not own the business, so you may set the goal of being the top 10 salesperson. That's a pretty good goal if you're in a large sales organization. Oh, sure, yeah. It's, it's not all that well if you've got 10 salespeople and you want to be in the top 10. That That's not that mm-hmm. hard. Or maybe you want to just be the top sales in your branch. Yes, or even in the company. I knew a guy one time with a national company, and he was the top salesperson in the company. Fantastic. He really was. That's large. Now, you might decide that you want to increase your sales by X percent Mm -hmm. this year, and that's a great goal to do. It might be to increase your productivity. Increase your productivity cannot be your goal. That's not specific enough. Exactly. It's like you have to know how are you going to do that. How am I going to do that? How am I going to measure that? Now, why do we want to set goals? Well, it helps us to energize our performance level. Mm -hmm. And it motivates us to persist. And I'm going to tell you some of what I do that brings me back every week to a reset. Oh, okay. 
It also directs your attention and focuses it on relative tasks or activities. Now, goals require planning. We've mentioned that. It requires self-motivation. That's the hardest part for That's me. That's the hardest part, and the persistence and mm-hmm. the, the consistency to it. And my two words for this year, and I always, a lot of people have one word for the year. Well, this year I have health and I have consistency. That's my two words for this year. And so I want to focus on that. And that will take some time management. We have to have some time management to reach our goals. If we are a student, high school, college, whatever, and we have a paper due next Friday, and that paper's, you know, what, 10,000 words, that, that's a common thing, or a 10-page term paper that we had to do in high school, and it's due next Friday, You can't wait till next Thursday night to do that paper. You've got to manage your time between now and then, and you've got to set aside some time each day or each week to work on that. Gosh, the research alone would take time before you even put your hand on the first keyboard to make that digital And that's with the Internet. Now, we used to have to do it with uh, index cards at the library. library, (laughs) Yes, indeed. Now, it also requires some flexibility. That's true, and this is goes back to that Monday reset philosophy or whatever day you want to choose. Sometimes things just happen in life. People get sick. You've got to change your plans for the day. I had a situation last week where I had day, my day plans were were like hashtag A, but hashtag B took place. All of my plans went aside and I had to do something else for the next several hours. I have to have flexibility to be able to say, okay, I recognize that I didn't accomplish what I had planned to do, but I can put that to this time. You know, don't give up on it, No, but be flexible to realize that you've got to allow for things to happen. And that's not a failure. That's just a transference of outcome. Exactly. And sometimes that flexibility takes the form of renegotiating with yourself. Ah. As an example, by the end of this year, December 31, we're going to have one year worth of uh, prepper supplies. Okay. Now, that's the goal that I'm making this up. Oh, that's, okay. That's, that's not like, our, I started calculating right was, there. She was looking at me over here. <laughs> but along. June, okay, Mm -hmm. I realized that I only have about three and a half months. So I need the flexibility to renegotiate with myself. And I don't consider this a failure. I consider this a renegotiation that realistically I can make six months worth of prepper supplies by the end of the year rather than a year's worth. Well, that makes the question then. Was the goal realistic when you said it? Apparently not. Ah. But I thought it was at the time. Okay. I thought I had a plan for it. But some of those A, B things entered in and some things did not happen okay. that I anticipated happening. So I have to renegotiate with myself. Okay. But regardless, it takes a commitment. And that's where we have a problem with some of our goals And particularly with New Year's resolutions is we don't have the commitment to do it. Now, let's talk a little bit about actual goal setting. 
Now, I break it down like this. A short-term goal I can complete within a month. Okay. A medium-term goal is anywhere from a month to a year. Oh. And a long-term goal is a year or more. Ah, Now, this isn't when I don't set a long-term goal that three years from now I'm going to do something that's going to take me six months. Oh, okay. Okay? That would be a medium-term goal. But how long is it going to take me from start to finish to be able to complete this goal? Okay, so that's a good way of breaking it down. Right. It's not, it's from the time of the beginning of the goal. And you can, I've seen people use short term or, you know, being less than six months. It's whatever timetable is reasonable for them. You decide. If you're 67 and retired and you've got, as my dad used to say, six Saturdays and one Sunday, you may have more short term goals because you have the time to devote to it. If you're working 90 hours a week. Your goal timetable may be different. So you Exactly. Know. But whatever works for you, and you know what? It really doesn't matter no. if we set the goal and we stay with it. Exactly. Now, let me explain how I do this. This is my personal system, and it's developed over many, many years. And for proper attribution, let me mention the three biggest influences over my system of doing things. And one is Zig Ziglar. I did have the pleasure of meeting Zig Ziglar. He wrote the book, See You at the Top. And I've listened to many, many of his tapes, many hours, and I still do occasionally. He was a gifted speaker. He, he was, and he was also the number one salesman in the country for Salad Master Cookware. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he made millions of dollars in sales. So, but he did it with setting goals. And then finally, one day he started writing all this stuff down and he taught me the importance of goals and how to set them and how to track progress, the importance of that. And then Jeffrey Mayer wrote a book, If You Don't Have Time to Do It Right, When Will You Find Time to Do It Over? Oh, wow. And I learned so much from him, and we've actually talked on the telephone, and I was quoted in one of his latter books, but he taught me about using a master list for everything I needed to do, regardless of when it needed to be done. And each day, and I did this for a number of years, that sat next to my day planner, next to my calendar, my desk pad, okay? I didn't necessarily have it uh, as a calendar, but I had a pad on my desk to where I could write notes when I was on the telephone and I needed to jot something down. I could do it right there. And it sat right next to that. And each afternoon before I left the office, I would read over that. The next morning, I would come back and I would read over that and I would select the six highest priorities and work on those for that day. If it had a deadline, I would put that out to the right of the task or the whatever needed to be worked on. And then this last year, I got into David Allen's book, Getting Things Done, which is often referred to as GTD. And I listened to his podcast regularly. And what that did for me is it helped me to get everything out of my head. Not that there was a whole lot there to begin with, (laughs) 
but we're all having to keep up with trying to remember all of these little things that we need to do. And that causes tension and stress for us. What have I forgotten? What what did and, I? And you do forget things. You do and they, forget you, things. You just know you're not going to forget, and you do. And we call it falling through the cracks. You know, when we had something we were supposed to do, and I just forgot. Well, this gets everything out of my head and ensures that things don't fall through the cracks. And it's very, very simple. It involves list management, and that list gets reviewed weekly. This is where my, and, and it's called a weekly review, this is where my weekly reset comes in. I'm looking at everything from what I need to do today all the way to my someday maybe list. Mm-hmm. And th- this list management involves projects, next actions, calls to make, uh, even a someday maybe list. And I mentioned that. And that's things that if it will be more than a couple of months before I start that project, it goes on to someday maybe. Yeah, and you've actually got some specific projects in I mind. I have some specific projects on that someday maybe. One of those is an antique car that was my grandmother's and that we are going to refurbish that car. And another is a boat restoration. The boat was mine and my dad's, and it's not going to take a whole lot of uh, restoration, but we're just going to have to rehab that thing and get it ready and go fishing with it. So I don't intend to start those within the next couple of months. So those are on my someday maybe list, but they're still somewhere where I will not lose them. I won't forget about them. And I see them at least every week. So with this GTD, getting things done, that helps you determine a goals list and a projects list. Exactly. Now, a project is anything defined by David Allen that takes two or more steps to do. Oh, I see. If it's a one-step thing, it's not a project. It just goes on my next action list when I look at it. I need to do this. Okay. I need to email I had one on there not long ago, email Spencer about Mm -hmm. this insurance matter. That was the only step I needed to do. So when I emailed him, I marked that off and it went from there. Now, project list is something that takes two or more steps to do. Putting a roof on the house. We need to research the companies. We need to meet with them and decide what we want put on there. And then we need to set a date to have it put on there. So there's at least three steps in that. And so it's on my project list. Now, let me illustrate part of it like this. And this is an actual goal that Krista and I had set. And we had discussed this. And we want to build a better studio. And studio being a little bit more than just podcasting. Now, it was a lot more specific than building a better studio because that's not a good goal. Uh, We wanted to build a dedicated studio. We wanted it acoustically treated, and we wanted perfect lighting in it. And so we had set that as a goal, and our completion date on that was set for March the 31st of 2023. And that initially involved switching some rooms with a pretty extensive action list, including having to hire some movers to move a lot of furniture, putting in wiring from computers, replacing light fixtures, uh, putting up uh, sound treatment for 
the acoustics in the room, and a lot more. And we had had extensive discussions about this, and that was on one of our trips to see the grandson. We spent several hours discussing this, and we decided not to switch rooms, but to rearrange, reorganize, and upgrade the room that we're in. And there'll be some treatments done in here. We may, we're going to have to change a little bit of lighting or add some because we're going to move Krista's keyboard into this room from where it's been located. One of the reasons for that is in order for us to record music, we had to move recording equipment to the living room, which where her keyboard was located. We've switched this from a goal to a project, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. It was moved to the projects list and the action steps were identified. And now we expect completion of this by the end of January, which is three weeks yeah, away. Yeah, move the goal completion up. I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's going to be a lot less involved than switching rooms. And we really couldn't come up with a great benefit for switching rooms. Right, exactly. So we're going to leave that like it was. So let's jump over here to some goals. We'd like to run into the wrap-up here of our podcast for some podcast goals that we would like to share with you. And we're going to start with where we were a year ago, our goals from 2022. One was to take practical prepping to the next level. Now, we had to define that uh, to be more specific because that's not a good goal. That's just a desire. That's a desire. <laughs> That's our purpose is to take it to the next level. We did some things that we upped our game a little bit in 2022. And one of the things that we did was we formed P3 Media Group, LLC. Well, Practical Prepping Podcast is P3. And we, someone asked me the other day how we came up with the name P3. And I said, it's, or she said, what does it stand for? And I said, Practical Prepping Podcast. And she went, oh. <laughs> and I said, we'd been referring to it between us as P3. Oh, yeah. And it just was a logical it step. It was a logical thing. So we're now, I'm a minority owner of P3 Media Group, LLC, and Krista is the majority owner and my boss. Of course. <laughs> and so that's completely. But it covers Practical Prepping Podcast. It covers the newsletter. It covers books. It covers, and I'm going to release this not in great detail, but a coming prepper shopping site. Oh, that was a bit of an advance notice. That we are working on, and that should be live by the end of January, a prepper shopping site. That's wonderful. Lots of lots of work going into that. We're excited about that. And we so. got that started in 2022. Mm -hmm. But for 2023, we are looking at the completion of that online prepper shop. And it's going to contain all kinds of categories of prepper goodies and gear and everything from books to well, every type of category that really involves preparedness. It's going to have Band-Aids on it and it's going to have water filtration. Clothing. And it's going to have mm -hmm. clothing. It's going to have knives. It's going to have axes. First aid. Backpacks. Books. And so yeah. we're excited about that. Now, share this next one that we decided. Actually, I think we decided this about November, and it is now in effect. Uh, yes, uh, we're going to be committing 
to 10% of the gross revenues of P3 Media Group, we're going to be donating that to the St. Jude Children's Research Hospitals. This is a charity medical hospital. It's very close to our heart. Our daughter is uh, very deeply involved on the fundraising level with St. Jude's, and we've been supporting St. Jude's really individually and together for many years. So your support will not only help our podcast, but it will also help support the fight against childhood cancer. And that actually began on January the 1st. And so we are very proud to announce that you can partner with us to help support St. Jude through your activity, your financial activity, through the podcast, our Amazon, the Buy Me a Coffee, and through the upcoming Prepper Shop. I just want to stress that that is 10% of gross. It's not 10% of profit. It's 10% of every Every dollar dollar that we receive in whatever way we receive it. Right. From Prepper, uh, from P3 Media Group. And that also includes Krista's CD sales of her gospel music. So, And that sort of leads me to to say that we're going to be tweaking our podcast a little bit to bring you more content, hopefully, maybe even a little bit more entertainment value. You know, we don't fear entertainment value. In fact, we kind of value it. We think that we actually need to bring a little bit more of that to our podcast because it's enjoyable. It's part of who we are. Mm-hmm. We're just being who we are. One of our resolutions is not to change ourselves, but to just be who we are. Mm-hmm. And we're a couple of fun-loving middle-aged folks, so we're going to share some of that with you. Now, we're also setting a goal of participating in some prepper conventions or prepper shows or at least one ham fest. They have a great ham fest in Huntsville, Alabama. And that one we know that we're going to do this year. So who knows? You might get to meet us at a ham fest or at a prepper convention or some type of prepper show. Yeah, we would certainly let you know if we're going to make an appearance somewhere. Oh, yes. We will definitely be letting you know because we want you to come by and say hello. One Another of our goals is in reference to gaining more guest interviews on the podcast and to explore other more interesting topics as mm-hmm. well. And we're setting a goal of publishing at least one book in 2023. That's one new book in 2023. And that's a pretty good size goal. That is. So that's in addition to all the other things that we are involved in personally that are not part of the prepper mm-hmm. goals, but just personal goals. Yeah, we want to continue to be husband and wife and parents and grandparents and great grandparents. <laughs> so that's quite a bit of time commitment in there. Above everything else, we're setting the goal of having all things P3 Media Group to bring honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. We are believers, and you know that if you've listened to us long enough. We respect all of your belief systems. We are certainly want to share our faith, but we want to be respectful of all belief systems as well. We're not trying to knock you around the head and shoulders, but we love the Lord. We know the Lord loves us. We want to share the truth of the gospel, and we want to honor him with this podcast and go in any way that he leads us, we want to follow. And so we covet your prayers. We thank you for your support. Thank you for those of you that have reached out to us that have appreciated our sharing our faith. We're not afraid to share our faith. And yes, again, we want to be respectful, but we also want to share that we believe that the gospel is the truth of the Lord, and the Bible certainly backs that up. We appreciate you, our podcast listeners. I hope that our New Year's podcast has maybe opened your eyes to the differences between a desire and a goal, a goal and a project, and a commitment, and that a resolution can be a really wonderful thing. 
And I'm definitely going to be in the Monday reset category. <laughs> I but can whatever, promise you. <laughs> whatever you want to call it, we just encourage you to set those goals, to make those resolutions, to develop that project list and get some things accomplished this year that you might not have gotten accomplished any other way. You know, because unexpected stuff can happen, and we want you to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We would appreciate it if you would share Practical Prepping Podcast with your friends, family, and your social media. The direct link is in the show notes. And as always, stuff happens. Stay prepared.